Well, good morning. Thank you guys so much for joining me once again in my basement. It's good to be with you all, and I hope you're all having a good start to your day. We're going to be in, in Luke chapter 23 today. Luke chapter 23. So why don't you head there now if you have your Bible. And, you know, I often say that one of the real dangers for followers of Jesus is that we can become so familiar with certain passages, with certain stories, that they lose their power for us. That it's old hat, that we've been here before, we know the ending of the story, and so they lose their power. And so it's an imperative that, that we come back to these stories and we ask God to give us fresh eyes to see them, to, to restore to us the power that's found in these particular passages or stories. And So I want to do that today, and I want us to head to Luke chapter 23, as I said, starting in verse 32, because there, there is just so much power in this little in this little passage, even if it's very familiar for most of us. And so let's look at it together. Verse 32. Two other men, both criminals, were let out with Jesus to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. So let's just take this in for a moment. So this is obviously Jesus' crucifixion. And right after, men took nails about this long and pounded them into Jesus' wrists, both of them, and pounded them into his legs so that he was nailed to a wooden cross right after he was brutally tortured, mocked. He says, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. I mean, what kind of, what kind of heart is this? What kind of grace is this? That, that Jesus, in real time, as he's being executed, would say, Father, forgive them. That his heart towards them would be a, a heart of, of forgiveness. It's just hard to, to fathom. It's hard to comprehend. But, you know, we, we have to do more than, than simply marvel at Jesus' kindness, at his forgiveness. We, we have to apply it to our own lives as well. Because, you know, for many of us, when we are confronted with our own sin, I, I think our temptation is either to try to justify ourselves, to try to explain, well, this is why I had to say that, this is why I had to leave, this is why I had to do this. We, we, we repress it, we just push it down, out of sight, out of mind, I'm not going to think about my sin. Or, or we just wallow in it, don't we? Just drown ourselves in self-pity or feelings of, of being unworthy. These are not helpful approaches. I believe, friends, that, that when we are brought face to face with our sin, with our guilt, we need to be making a beeline for Luke chapter 23. That's the strategy. We make a beeline for Luke chapter 23. And I believe we, we need to say this. If Jesus was willing in the moment to forgive the men who had just nailed him to a cross, who were torturing him, who were executing him in, in perhaps the, the most heinous or painful means of, of execution that was ever devised. 
if he in that moment was willing to forgive them, how much more will, will Jesus now forgive me, his own follower, even despite the fact that I've, I've sinned and I am not the man, I am not the woman that I want to be. We, we just need to speak this out. We need to say it to ourselves. We need to say it to the enemy. You know, if Jesus had this kind of heart for his own murderers, how much more is his heart a heart of forgiveness towards us? And furthermore, I believe this passage gives us proof that, that not only did, did Jesus long for these men to be forgiven, but that his prayer was answered. For, for let's read verse 47. This is what we read. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. I, I believe that this was Luke cluing us in on the fact that, that at least one of the, these men, that this centurion, did in fact receive saving faith. That he did in fact believe that Jesus was the Messiah. And that he was reconciled to the Father. That he was ultimately forgiven. So again, when we're in a position of staring at our own sin, of being confronted with our own guilt, let us be people who just make a beeline for Luke 23 and say to ourselves, say to the enemy who accuses, if Jesus would have this kind of mercy, show this kind of mercy, if he would have this art of forgiveness for his own murders, how much more? Does he desire to forgive me in this moment? 